Welcome to Moments of Authenticity, a podcast about gems that I've procured along personal experience, sessions with clients, and conversations with colleagues. Each month, I will explore different topics discussing everyday issues and some things that may be a little more complex. I'm your host, Amber Boyd, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm excited to take this journey with you. Hey there. Welcome back to Moments of Authenticity. So glad you are back to join me. Last episode, I discussed emotional addiction and I mentioned trauma bonding. And I wanted to explore it further so that I can expand upon what it is and things to be aware of, what kind of safeguards to put in place, and potentially some suggestions. So let's take this ride and talk about what trauma bonding is. So trauma bonding is normalizing actions and behavior of someone who is causing harm or trauma. Again, I want to say normalizing actions and behaviors of someone who is causing harm or trauma. So with this, we as human beings, a lot of us have experienced trauma. Or we know folks who have experienced trauma and therefore have had some vicarious or secondary trauma. And we will connect to other people as a means to commiserate that trauma. Or you see a light within them, they see a light within you. There's a romantic bond, a friendship, a familial relationship. Thinking that there's a a healthy relationship forming, but sometimes it's the trauma that connects people to one another. And the relationship further exasperates that trauma. In most traumas, one can shut down, become overwhelmed, you know, when triggered. And sometimes relationships will do that. And the person that's in front of them, the relationship will take a toll because a person hasn't been able to process effectively that trauma. And then there's a normalization of being harmed and excuses like, oh, I know they love me, but dot, dot, dot. And unhealthy attachments can be formed due to having limited or no secure attachment figures or folks who have perpetuated harm. So adults in our lives who have been the perpetrator in that trauma can lead to trying to create attachments with folks whom also cause harm because we're looking for something to attach to securely. If you think about how attachment works, it is a dependence. It is a, you know, being able to securely depend on a person in your life and with secure attachment figures. Again, we're talking about uh, parents, caregivers, those who are supposed to take care of us in our mind. So not having that can lead to creating trauma bonds with others. 
relying on someone to fulfill emotional needs can associate love with abuse or unhealthy behaviors. So if you're looking for someone to quote unquote complete you or feeling as if you're not enough and the person is too good for you, that you're damaged, then abuse can also come into play where somebody will feed that thought process, right? It can create a cycle within a cycle, which includes but not limited to abuse, remorse, rekindling, and then abuse again. So being cognizant that abuse can look like a multitude of things, emotional, physical, verbal, and financial. There's several. A person may then feel remorse and that person may be taken back. There's some rekindling, there's flowers, there's etc. And then more abuse. So that's trauma bonding in its simplest form. Um, I'm sure that there can even be more conversation and expansion on that. So just signs to be aware of, agreeing with, and defending or covering up behavior that is unhealthy or abusive. Distancing self from others who may be a support, so family, friends, etc. During abuse, being with a person who is abusive and there's a trauma bonding going on, there's a potentiality for separating that person out so that they can be by themselves and like as a punishment. Um And also feeling like this partner is the only person or this friend is the only person that they need. Defensive or hostile to those who become involved. So when folks express concern and that person who is within a trauma-bonded relationship can be hostile to those who get involved, like police friends and family, and may even blame them for why things have gotten the way that they've gotten. Unwilling to make steps towards uncoupling or withdrawing from patterns of abuse. It can be normalized, which is what I was saying in the very beginning, normalizing actions and behaviors of someone who is causing harm or trauma. So what kind of safeguards to put in place? paying attention to relationship patterns? Like, do they feel familiar to what you've seen? Is there minimizing or gaslighting? Like telling you that that's not true, that's not accurate, that's not real, or it's not that bad, or, oh, I again, I know they love me, but dot, dot, dot. So notice cycles, emotional physical, mental spaces, right? And dot, dot, dot as well. What are you noticing? 
Do you notice specific moments in time that you desire to be close or engage? Sometimes you can be in relationships that are trauma bonded where you are that primary source of encouragement and love, but the relationship is so bad that you think you're getting something positive, but at the end of the day, you're getting something that ultimately leaves you feeling wanting. Do you have additional needs that need to be met? The need for a specific type of engagement or drama could be due to boredom. So sometimes when things feel too normal, too calm, then we start to question, am I bored? Is this enough? Because they're not hitting me. They're not engaging with me. They're not yelling at me. So you're like, "Mm, I don't know. This could be boring. So thinking about making space for collecting your thoughts, scanning your body, where are you feeling things in your body so that you can see what it needs and exposing oneself to different areas and positive relationships, right? Safeguards to put in place. Some suggestions, of course, therapy. Utilizing talk therapy can support working through feelings and increasing tools for your toolbox of how to feel secure within oneself. And then getting into relationships that also feel as healthy as you feel. A reminder of what gets lost in trauma bonding, a sense of self, connections, attachments, accomplishments. You can forget that you are a boss when someone continuously tells you that you're not as a means to make them feel good. And as a means to make them feel good, folks will take that. They'll eat that. They'll just say, oh, yeah, you're right. Or, you know, I used to da-da-da-da-da. Right? Acknowledgement that that's not easy. Right, having dealt with a trauma bonding relationship and validation of unmet needs, both past and present. What did you need when you were younger? How did you want to be shown up for? How did you want to be loved and you didn't get that? What do you need now? Right? What kind of encouragement, validation? acceptance do you need now of yourself? We all come into this world with some challenges and knowing that you're worth fighting for every second that you're breathing, every second. So again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you have some questions, you want to talk more in my DMs, of course, I'm at Healing Through Authenticity on Instagram and Facebook. And again, that's at Healing Through Authenticity. I look forward to our conversation and I hope that you'll join me again. Thank you.
Thank you for joining me this week on Moments of Authenticity. Check me out on social media at Healing Through Authenticity and my website, amberboytherapy.com. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a rating so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next month. Woo!